Dhamsala is a mountain town in the foothills of the Indian Himalayas. But it's not very Indian at all. The Dalai Lama lives there, and almost everyone in the town is from Tibet. I'd been hired to come out there and do some work by a guy called Lakpa. I came from Tibet in 1993. Tell me where we're sitting today, having our conversation. We are sitting below my office, and we can see the mountains, big view. Good for refreshing the mind. Every day, I sat next to Lakpa in our crammed little office, and I began to notice that he winced every time he shifted his legs. So one day, I asked about it, and our intern turned to me and said, Oh, don't you know? Lakpa set himself on fire four years ago. We call him Self-Immolation Man. You should see his scrapbook. He's famous. The Tibetan activist has set himself on fire. He did this this morning outside the Mumbai Hotel, which was hosting Chinese president. That's CNN India reporting on Lakpa's attempt to burn himself in front of the Taj Hotel in Mumbai. You hear about this kind of thing pretty often on the news, where some Tibetan has set himself on fire to protest China's occupation of Tibet. Usually, it's Buddhist monks who make this ultimate personal sacrifice. But Lakpa was no monk. He was kind of like a dude. I mean, a Tibetan dude, but still a dude. He was 29, he liked to wear Ray-Ban sunglasses, he had a cute girlfriend, he rode a motorcycle, and he would put on these comedy shows in town where he was always a huge hit. He killed at every show. It didn't make any sense to me that this popular comedian dude had tried to burn himself alive. He was born in a small Tibetan farming village near the Indian border where his family kept yaks. His father died when he was three, and his stepfather was like a character out of Cinderella. He would send Lakpa to wash the dirty laundry in the icy river at four in the morning. In our village, it's inside the Himalayas, so very cold during winter time. If you touch the rocks, your hand will stick on it because they are like frozen. But my stepfather used to send me to wash dirty things in the very early morning. And my hands are stuck on the stones and all these things. Lakpa and his stepfather spent months at a time in the mountains watching their yaks, just the two of them. In the mountains, no one is there. So when we are climbing on the mountain, he is faster than me. So he will go very fast on the top. Then he's saying, you are not coming. He will throw stone from the top to me. I become unconscious several times. Lakpa would wake up alone on the mountainside after his stepfather had hurled rocks at him and knocked him unconscious. And his mother would get it too. She lived down in the village, but every few weeks she would come to the mountains to bring them supplies, and one night she tried to stand up for Lakpa. That night he beat her a lot. In the middle of the tent, we burned fire with the wood. So he beat her with that sticks with the fire. Her old face and everything was burned. Do you think he was beating her because of you? Yeah, because of me. So that's why I decided to run. Lakpa decided to run away from home. He'd already tried this twice, but he'd been caught by other shepherds and sent back home. So then he thought, what if I cross the border into India? Then no one can come after me. He set out the very next day, early in the morning before anyone else was up. He was nine years old. 
I took little butter and little sugar. I wrote on the sack with the coal, don't worry mother, I'm going to India. For one day and one night, Lakpa made his way through the mountains, and the following morning, under a thick cloud cover, he arrived at the border. When I reached the border, it's very luckily that skies were become foggy. No one can see me crossing the border. I can hear the Indian armies, but no one has seen me. And just like that, Lakpa slips across and boom, he's in India, alone. He has no money, no food, no passport. He doesn't speak the language, and he has no idea where to go. When I reached inside, I heard a bell, like those used to put on the animal's neck. And I went towards that bell sound. Suddenly, I met a man on a rocky mountain. Then he asked me, where are you going? As luck would have it, the man is a Tibetan who has escaped to India many years before. He introduces Lakpa to another man, who eventually sends him to meet a delegation from the Dalai Lama's Tibetan government in exile. The delegation takes him to Dhamsala, which will become his permanent home. And this is where it fully hits him that he will probably never see his family again. I feel very sad and I couldn't sleep for more than two weeks. Every night I remembered my mother and my family and all the village and all these things. I realized that now I am alone. Lakpa enrolls at a boarding school called the Tibetan Children's Village, which has 2,000 students, all children of Tibetan refugees. All over India, there are Tibetans who've escaped from the Chinese occupation of Tibet, just like the Dalai Lama did a long time ago. But Lakpa doesn't know that. He has no political awareness of any kind. He doesn't even know that Tibet is occupied by China. He just left because he wanted to run away from his stepfather. And when he arrives at the Tibetan children's village, he realizes for the first time that he's not the only Tibetan child in India. When I first reached the Tibetan children's village, they said like, where are you from? I proudly said, I'm from Tibet. They're also saying, we are from Tibet. I was shocked, how you come from Tibet? I told them like, you are telling I, because I know that only I crossed that border, no one else. But Lakpa quickly takes to the school. He makes house captain and school captain, and he begins to learn all the things about Tibet that he never knew when he lived there. The reasons most Tibetans flee to India. The Chinese invasion of Tibet in 1949, the Tibetan uprising in 1989, which led to a crackdown by the Chinese where many Tibetans were killed. The Chinese official in charge of Tibet during that crackdown was Hu Jintao, who would of course later go on to become the president of China. He is the butcher of Tibet. I see him as a rat. Even his whole body in my eyes is fully rat-like. By the time he goes to college in Bangalore, India, Lakpa's become very active in the movement for Tibetan independence. Then in 2006, Hu Jintao, by now China's president, decides to make an official visit to India. It's the first time in history that any Chinese president has visited India, so it's a huge deal. Lakpa spends months preparing a massive protest in Bangalore, where Hu Jintao is scheduled to make a stop. But two days before the event, 
he gets bad news. All of a sudden, the plan changed. And they said, like, Hu Jintao is not coming to Bangalore. He's going to Mumbai after Delhi. My whole plan was flopped. Nak was disappointed and desperate to make an impact. So he jumps on a bus to Mumbai, where the president is scheduled to give a press conference the next morning. But there's no time for him to organize any kind of formal protest in Mumbai. I decided now I have to do something which may hurt me, but not hurt others. And that will give huge awareness to the international media. So you set yourself on fire? Yes. Did you sleep much that night? Were you afraid? That time I don't have any feeling. No feeling of afraid, no feeling of anything. I have only one feeling that I want to make a big awareness of Tibetan issue in front of the world. Lakpa explains that he had calculated the odds. Truth is that 70% I feel that I will not die. I may get a lot of injuries, half of my body may uh, become useless, but 70% I will not die, 30% I may die. 30% I'm not sure. The next morning, Lakpa buys a lighter and a liter of kerosene, and he arrives at the Taj Hotel, where Hu Jintao's press conference is about to start. Around the corner, he douses his legs in kerosene. I decided to put the kerosene in the lower part, because if I put the kerosene in the upper part, then I cannot shout with the fire on the face. Nakba lights the fire and charges across the hotel plaza in flames, shouting to the many spectators who've come to get a glimpse of the Chinese president. Tell me what you were shouting. There are so many words that are coming in my mind, but so much like anger and so much depression inside my heart. So I can say only Hu Jintao is the killer, he killed our people. Hu Jintao is the killer, he killed our people. We need freedom. Why were you depressed? I feel like powerless, totally powerless. So this is my depression, being a refugee. Lakpa makes news around the world. And here's the crazy thing. Hu Jintao cancels the five other stops on his Indian tour and goes straight back to China. In every newspaper, in every news channel, all clips are coming out is our protest. His press conference clips are not coming at all. So this is our achievement. Lakpa spends four months in the hospital, and when he gets out, the Dalai Lama invites him for a private audience. What were his comments to you? He cracked jokes. Why you hate China? Because you are not threatened by China. You were threatened by your stepfather, so you have to hate your stepfather. And even he asked, is he a Chinese? No. Then why you are angry with Chinese? <laughs> He's just cracking jokes and all these things. What did you answer him? I didn't answer anything. <laughs> I just keep laughing. But do you think there's truth in what he's saying? Do you think part of your act was not against China, but had to do with your own history or your own demons? I did, because I hate him. That's why I did. <laughs> hate who? Hu Jintao. I hate him because he killed a lot of our Tibetans. So I want to make him ashamed in front of the world. But do you think there's a chance that you took out some of the anger you have towards your stepfather on the Chinese president? No, no, no. When I reached here, I forgot everything about my stepfather. Because 
I was now alive. I was saved and he is looking after our whole family with my two sisters. He is doing his own job and because of him I came here and I become a real Tibetan. I was born in a Tibetan but I don't know anything about Tibet when I was in Tibet. Lakna's logic is that if it wasn't for his stepfather, he most likely would have stayed in Tibet, where Tibetan culture is rapidly disappearing under Chinese rule. So ironically, he wouldn't have been a real Tibetan if he'd stayed there. And for this reason, he says, he's grateful to the stepfather who sent him running. If he didn't become my stepfather, maybe i become totally a Chinese kind of people. Because of him, I have got a good place and i really become a Tibetan. few years, Lapka has given up much of his direct political activism to go into theater, which he believes can often have a greater social impact. And it's easier on the legs than setting yourself on fire. Lapka still suffers from burn wounds, but he had surgery last year and it improved his condition. He has never spoken to his mother since leaving Tibet. That piece was originally created by Leia Tao for her amazing podcast, Strangers. Produced with support from KCRW's Independent Producer Project, and I am a huge fan. Additional production support provided by Snap Judgment's Nick Vanderkolk and Anna Sussman. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.